Hello, welcome back to American Loser. I'm your host, K.P. Burke. Uh, this is a show that has been described as NPR with F-bombs. All right, very happy to be here again. We've got an awesome reception so far. We're back at a shared universe podcast studio, okay? Ming and Mike Zapsik have been taking great care of us the whole time. Behind the ones and twos is our sound engineer, Big Kahuna. How you doing today, buddy? What's going on, everybody? What's going on? With me, as always, is also my dilf of a father, Larry Burke. How are you, sir? Hey, everybody. How are we all doing today? Uh, we're not bad. We're going to talk about some weird shit here. And the perfect person to talk about weird shit when we talk about uh, cruelty is we have to bring in the guest, one of, uh, one of our early guests here. Uh, Cousin Kelly did a great job. But and you know who has to be on the podcast? The meanest girl I know. My own sister, Carrie R. X. Burke. How are you, Carrie? I'm good. How are you? Hey. Not bad. You ready to do this thing? La familia. All right, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about something weird, because we've talked about uh, what I like to do on the show is American Loser likes to put the spotlight firmly on second place. But sometimes there's these weird things where how history is looked at. What seems like a good idea at a time winds up looking really bad in the rearview mirror, you know? So for this particular case we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the electric chair. Okay, that, that is the loser of this week's episode, is the electric chair. <laughs> and, and those who have used it. Exactly. Now, yeah. Carrie, let me ask you this. Uh, what do you know about the electric chair? It's a chair. It's scary. It makes you shit your pants, literally. Okay. okay. Uh, and it winds up killing you eventually. That's very true. It does now, all of the above. All yeah. of the, <laughs> it's an all-in-one package. If, if done properly. Right. Well, now, uh, what would you guys do if I told you that... Uh, even though we now think of the electric chair as this horrible thing, what if I told you at its time it was considered a more progressive and humane way to deal out capital punishment? What? Mm. Yeah. It's, this, it's a, a weird thing. I think it's called the treadmill continuum or something like that, where it's the, <laughs> the idea of something. Uh, it's progressive for its time, but when you look back on it, uh, you, know, you can't get the spirit of the times or the zeitgeist of it. But the electric chair at its time was considered, this is like the way to fix things, because back in the day, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, in all history, in almost all cultures, we're obsessed as humans with public executions, okay? Remember, I mean, that the great scene from the movie Braveheart, you know, uh, they used to take the, the beheaded people in the Tower of London, Freedom! stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But also in America, America loved itself a good hanging, okay? Now, Kerry, we've gone on a lot of family vacations before. We've gone to a couple mm. county fairs That's down segue, south. That's segue, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, could you imagine being at a county fair and mom and dad put us in the back of the van? Like, oh, guys, we're going to go see a hanging. Hey. Okay. The whole town's turning out for that one. LP, when do you think was the last time that there was a public hanging in America? Public hanging? Uh, I would say the early 1900s. 1936. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> okay. in, in, Wait, who was it? Uh, well, it was actually in Owensboro, Kentucky. Okay, and it was this huge event because this is the first time in history that a woman was going to be operating the noose. Oh, they trust okay. us to operate a noose? That's wow. right. It's a, a hang woman. Well, it's women's Whoa. lib. Women's lib. Give everybody equal opportunity. But point. wait, it was the last public hang. <laughs> wait a minute. How, did it go okay? Or like what happened? <laughs> it did go okay. But the thing is this attracted this media frenzy. Okay. Uh, because we're still kind of dead. It's a barbaric way to go hanging. You know what I mean? So now also the added bonus of having a, a hang woman who, uh, I don't know if you know this, when you have a hang woman, uh, you only have to pay her 70 cents on the dollar. <laughs> right. Yeah, for the same execution. <laughs> Sounds about right. So, yeah. You're right. But, and it's uh, 1936 now, right? Uh, yeah, so you gotta, we're in the middle of the Depression, so, you know. It's, 20 cents on a dollar. Rather than spend all that money on electricity, maybe we just get ourselves a rope. And it could even be a used rope at that point. So, Absolutely. You know. 
Well, uh, now, what's weird, too, is that uh, if a hanging would go bad a lot, these, these things, because it was a big carnival event. There's people selling food. There's uh, people trying to sell trinkets. They're doing a whole thing to try to sit there and, uh, and explain to you that, you know, this is a big event. So people are, it's almost like a 4th of July thing that just somebody dies at the end of it. So <laughs> Exactly. Like, that's a crazy-ass 4th of July. Well, that's a memorable one at the it, local it sure. carnival. <laughs> it sounds like we went to the, the flea market down in Pompano Beach or something. Oh, well, we'll pass the hanging over here. No big deal. <laughs> over there, they true. got the circus tent, Billy. And then over there, we got the corn on the cob. And then over there is old Jim getting hanged. <laughs> Now, the funny thing about this, though, is that the hangings would go bad sometimes and the crowd would turn on it because it could be a really, truly gruesome sight. Now, I have done some really rough sets as a stand-up comedian, okay? <laughs> and I felt like I was dying up there. These guys are literally dying up dying there. Dying up there. So, oh, my God. But the hangings, uh, people started turning on hangings. They weren't really into it anymore. And, and capital punishment as a whole was starting to come under fire, okay? A lot of people did not like the idea of it. You were seeing some weird shit. So now we've entered into... Uh, this idea that you could use an electric chair to electrocute somebody, that that's going to be the form of capital punishment. They think this is going to be a good thing. Dad, who winds up being the people involved with the initial electric chair? Well, the initial electric chair, I mean, we're, we're talking about, uh, for the times, cutting-edge technology. This is electricity. I mean, it, we're trying to bring light into the, into the house, and the vast majority of people are now uh, lighting their homes with kerosene lamps. But Which is now, great, right. You know, now we have the opportunity to bring electricity into our homes and, and just flip a switch and the lights will go on. Uh, but the key players at the time... Um, in the early days of electricity are going to be, of course, Thomas Alva Edison. He's the guy that came up with the incandescent bulb. And then um, uh, there was a couple other players in there. Isn't that cool that we, as soon as we have new technology, the first thing we do as humans is say, all right, this is awesome new technology. How do we use it to kill someone? <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. There is that, too. And, and when everybody, well, one of the things that, that, that came into being is that as they started putting street lights and stuff in, there was some uh, accidental deaths. We'll call them accidental deaths um, uh, that you know certainly caught the, the public's attention. That uh, hey, wait a minute, this electricity is cool stuff. I mean, I can flip a switch and lights go on, but at the same time, hey, that shit can kill you. Uh, so maybe we ought to check that out. And once we started having some of these accidental deaths, a lot of different people started jumping onto the bandwagon and promoting one form of electricity over another. Now, Edison, he held a lot of patents for DC current, direct current. Uh, but there was other people, uh, Tesla being one of the more famous ones, who was a big proponent of alternating current. Uh, for those listening at home, ACDC. ACD. <laughs> ACDC, we now understand that that's a, a very clever play on words. Well done, Mr. Bon Scott. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But now you have these emerging uh, technologies, this electricity kind of a thing. And, uh, you know, it wasn't too far f afield than you know, from modern day times. Is do you, do, Am I going to go with Mac or am I going to go with PC? Uh, it's uh, you ah. know, too two opposing camps, both promoting the same thing, computer technology, but, uh, you know. There's always a preference, though, because I've sometimes used Bing to search for Google. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get you the same way you want to go, but you're just familiar. You know what I mean? 
You use Bing? Yeah, so anyhow... I don't, I don't judge you that much, okay? No, if you have to use Bing, you use it to search for Google. That's how I know. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually it'll get you there, but... Yeah, so anyhow, uh, Edison held patents for um, direct current. So, of course, he's promoting direct current big time because all the royalties are eventually going to come back to Edison. Edison was not only a brilliant inventor, he was also a brilliant businessman at the same time. Also another Jersey tie-in as well. This is a New Jersey boy, Mr. Thomas Alva Edison. His studio was in... Uh, West Orange. West Orange. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still there. It is. I, I used to work in West Orange. And wow. uh, I got a lot of friends down there, and uh, Edison is still, uh, well, he's still part of the town. They brag about him all the time. Oh, Why absolutely. Why it's the Da Vinci of his time. Right. Uh, Menlo Park is, you know, he was known as the wizard of Menlo Park. I mean, this guy was like Fun fact, a genius. He also invented uh, the record. The vinyl record. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, the first phonograph. Yeah. Fucking hipsters, really? <laughs> <laughs> Every right. time, Kahuna. Every time. Right. Hipsters just somehow play into this podcast in a big, bad way. <laughs> <laughs> got to go vinyl, right? So I got to ask you then, Dad, because uh, now <clears throat> we're talking about Edison. Everybody reveres this guy. He's so well thought of. Uh, how does this guy, first of all, it escapes a lot of his biographies. They don't talk about the electric chair too much. But can you explain to the rest of the podcast, the way you explained to me, how this actually turned into a smear job? Uh, well, Edison holds the patents for direct current now, without going into a whole big, uh, you know, electrical engineering kind of a thing. Direct current, all these tiny little things called electrons are flowing all in one direct, and all in one direction. Direct current. Um, uh, actually, Edison hires this other guy to help him out because the problem with direct current is the distribution. You can't go, you can't travel too far. So if you want to have electric lights in your house, you got to have a generating station pretty close by. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't do well over long distances. So he hires this other guy, Tesla, and he's only like nine years younger than Edison at the time. And he hires him to try to figure out a way, a better way of distributing electricity. And Tesla comes up with alternating currents. And through the magic of electronics and magnets and all this kind of stuff, now we can figure out how we can distribute the electricity by having electrons going back and forth, back and forth, or alternating current. So if you had to have a generator in your house, it's kind of like the entire Jersey Shore when Sandy exactly, that everybody's powered exactly, off their own generator exactly, on the front yard. Right, right. so you're going to hear that um, throughout the neighborhood, the entire neighborhood, if you have electricity. Well, Tesla, his, his uh, invention, if you will, his, his research leads him into this whole alternating current, and now we can distribute electricity to much further distances with this alternating current. Um, but Edison doesn't buy into it. And then Tesla gets pissed off, leaves Edison, quits, and starts to form his own company. And he, now he's, of course, holding a lot of patents for alternating current. And so now you've got these two biggies, Edison on one side with direct current, Tesla on the other side with alternating current. And they're now in you know a fledgling uh, industry with electricity, and they're at odds with one another. Tesla gets backing, big-time financial backing, from this guy named Westinghouse. There's a name we might uh, come to know, right? Interesting guy. And then uh, 
Edison has got a lot of money himself, but he also gets further additional financial backing by somebody by the name of J.P. Morgan. There's another name that uh, <laughs> might come into somebody's... Uh, there, there is an Illuminati factor to this show as well. When we covered that Oneida silverwares for child raping cultists, right? Uh, I mean, but now so I don't JP, buy Dole no more. Exactly, yeah. Dole bananas are part of the overthrow of the Kingdom of Hawaii. I mean, we're covering up some some weird shit here. Back to the Illuminati. J.P. Morgan's involved now. I mean, th- so these two dudes don't like each other anymore. Uh, no, Tesla and Edison are are definitely at odds with one another. They're both trying to promote their version of electrical distribution. Uh, and you know they're not—they're uh, not happy campers. They're not—they're not going to form a uh, a conglomerate here. They're—they're uh, they're at odds. That, again, we're in a fledging business, so uh, everybody's trying to do it their way. Be it PC or be it you know Apple, uh, you know who's better? Well, now interesting it, thing about Tesla too, by the way, is that he was a legendary drunk. Legendary, and he routinely would blow up his own apartment in New York. That they were saying that he'd be working on something, and you just like you just hear like a plume of smoke come out of a, a room or something. I'm like, goddamn Tesla, Oops. man! Yeah, these goddamn Serbian immigrants coming over here inventing the modern world. <laughs> Eureka! Goddamn Tesla! Except, yeah, pretty much like a. I, I like to picture like a person showing in the apartment. They're like, oh yeah, it's very quiet neighborhood over here. Good schools and. Oh, uh, also Tesla lives down the street, and he blows some shit up a lot. <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, do, uh, also, it a used to be deposit. a nice, quiet neighborhood before that asshole. Where did Tesla live? Blown up shit. Well, Tesla was around in Jersey, and then he was around in New York City too. I mean, he was another guy that was a wizard of his time. Pretty, right. pretty fascinating dude here. But it's bizarre because it's Tesla's brilliant. a winner, and Edison's a winner. But what their feud produces is the biggest loser in my mind is what goes on to be the electric chair. The electric chair. You want me to? Want me to go on there, or I mean, because. Keep we're, talking. Yeah, we're, we're good to go, man. All right. Uh, so there's this whole big controversy as to how we're going to deal with uh, um, this newfangled electricity. Yeah, this newfangled electricity. Exactly. Everybody thinks it's great that I don't have to be, you know, cleaning uh, um, the chimneys on the kerosene lamps and filling it up with kerosene, and that's only going to make Rockefeller uh, richer. But uh, that's another. That's another whole episode. I Without think. a doubt. <laughs> but. Uh, um, how are we how are we going to distribute this electricity? Well, you know, Edison definitely invented or came up with the incandescent bulb. Now, the time frame is like 1879. All right. So that's an amazing invention. But there were electric lights prior to the incandescent bulb, but they were arc lamps. Now, arc lamps are uh, very bright and they were had been used prior to 1879, but predominantly for like stage lighting or um, street lighting, big big open areas like parks and that kind of stuff. And they require high voltage, high voltage in order for them to illuminate anything. Um, so there was some uh, alternating current going through city streets with overhead wires and that kind of stuff. And there was a guy that, um, I think he was drunk at the time, but anyhow, touched the, touched the wrong two wires and managed to electrocute himself. So now we have a death um, caused by 
these arc lamps out in the streets that were being powered by alternating current. Now, for the show, at this, we talked about this in the ride down, too. Uh, we have a battery that we're going to have Kerry lick on air <laughs> to demonstrate what this felt like. I was going to ask if you licked his finger and touched the socket or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, You've been shocked at work before, right, Kerry? Um, no, actually. You never got fried? No. I got fried a couple of times when I was working as a welder that you'd feel something kind of pick up on you. It's a, it wakes you up a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I feel absolutely. like if you could do that, that, maybe if I ever needed to quit drinking coffee, that what I would do is I would just lick a battery every morning where Starbucks makes a battery I can, you know. I got electrocuted yeah. by a camera. How pathetic is that? <laughs> That's the way to go if you had to pick one, though, Freaking, right? Freaking, uh, you know, like one of those, you know those brick of a camera's reds? Yeah. Have you ever heard of them? Well, one of them had a malfunctioning battery pack. I didn't know this, and I went to go put it on, and it, somehow traveled through the metal body of the camera somehow of course it did and i felt it like go up into my arm it was like the weirdest feeling in the world oh, so you got a little defibrillator action yeah right? i was like whoo where's the superpowers at <laughs> am i cameraman oh uh, wait a minute watch me now <laughs> well that was always the spookiest thing when i talk about electrocution because you can't see it you know what I mean? So uh, what we used to say was uh, whenever we would work on like a wire or something, because I used to work as a welder in a shipyard, and uh, what one of the guys would always say is like, hey, man, uh, I'm going to keep talking to you while I'm doing this. If I stop talking, it's because the live wire got That's me. Right. And the, the rule was that you had to knock them off the like the, the ladder, whatever that they were on immediately. So it was like if I, if I stop talking abruptly, it's because I'm being cooked from the inside out. So – but now you got a death. There's an officially a death. There's right an officially a death from you know high voltage uh, lines. Now with alternating current and direct current, you know everybody thinks, well, how many volts? Well, in our houses, we've got like 120 volts that are going through there. But it's really the the current that's going to zap you. Um, direct current. Like, let's say you take a 9-volt. We'll go back to that 9-volt uh, battery thing. All right, Carrie, uh, where are you at on that? There's also... Where's my battery? <laughs> we, can have you, we can have you lick the socket instead if you... <laughs> I got an extension cord over here ready for you. There you you, you need it? Yeah. You go. Carrie's got a lot of piercings and earrings and stuff, too, so I think if we put a jumper cable on the one end of them... We, we would could... have, like, a recreation of old Sparky. It'll be, a, like, <laughs> we'll be historically accurate. As we talk about minute. this, we'll just keep adding. Wait a minute. We got a chair? We got electricity? Let's, yeah. let's go do this. <laughs> Now's a great time to tell you guys my favorite TV show of all time as a kid was MacGyver. Okay? So what would MacGyver do? We could make an electric chair out of the things yeah, we have absolutely. in the shared absolutely. universe. We wouldn't use, That's why we you wouldn't invited use me? these. That's why you brought me here today? Uh, well, sorry, Crystal. Um, <laughs> Kahuna, I'm sure with that board in front of you there, you could probably flip a switch and turn her microphone to, to hot or something, right? That the <laughs> There's ways of doing things. Ready on the left, ready on the right. But you got to death this now. Out. So now we, what we got to do is... Uh, <laughs> Electricity is already terrifying people. And then you have the ACDC thing that's going on, the feud over here. Right. So now uh, let's talk about the first time that the electric chair was used. Okay, who were the players behind that one? Wait, was it Edison wanting to kill Tesla? Was that it? <laughs> Very interesting because what I dug up on this one, Ted, tell me when I'm wrong here. Kahuna, what you got? Oh, no, I just wanted to point out, like, can you imagine a time like when electricity is first starting to be implemented, right? And people are working on power lines, putting them into the ground, but they're doing it like so haphazardly, like, hey, it's whatever. And then fucking Johnny, whatever over here, is messing around, and then they all realize, oh my God. Yeah, and yeah. they just realize, we've been goofing around this whole time around that. Right. Like, the, the first realization of, like, oh crap, this could kill everyone around us if Absolutely. done 
horribly the, wrong. The fun joke of that, too, was a friend of mine was going to get me into the Iron Workers Union. And when I met with the one guy, he goes, yeah, it's really changed, man. You used to be able to go up there on the top of the building and uh, you know, you'd sit there, you'd have your welding gloves, and you'd be able to hide uh, – you'd have an extra pair of welding gloves. You could put two beers in each glove. <laughs> and these guys would get tuned up on the job. I mean it's, it's, not, it's a very bizarre attitude. You know? Meanwhile, you're 60 stories above ground. Exactly. And, and you're literally arcing and sparking the entire time you're up there too. How the hell do you – like we don't even have like fencing on the, on the roof of this building. I refuse to go up there. I can't imagine being 60 stories up trashed. It like, is a, it's a ballsy time. You know what I mean? Yeah, incredibly. Now, this is the first time, too. Now, we're going to talk about the, the use of the actual electric chair. How do they get commissioned, Dad? Well, the electric chair, I mean, you know, people are getting uh, elect- wanting to have electricity in their houses, but at the same time, they're reading in the papers that people are being electrocuted, being killed by this newfangled invention called electricity. Um, and there's a guy in upstate New York. He happened to be a dentist. Um, Southwick, I think his name is. Alfred P. Southwick. Alfred P. Southwick. All right. So he he hears or witnesses a uh, an incident where somebody got electrocuted by those arc lamps out in the street that the overhead wires, because, um, you know, at this point, they're not running them underground. It's, you know, what's the easiest well, the way of springing wires? Are just wire? like... They're overhead. They're overhead. And this, this guy <sighs> gets fouled up in them and then gets killed. Um, this guy Southwick uh, is involved with a lot of different things, and he says, "Hey, electricity, it can kill you." Hmm. You know how how am I? To, he he happens to also he's involved with a lot of different things, but and he's also involved with uh, I believe it was the ASPCA that um, he now takes this newfangled invention called electricity and decides or figures out a way that. There's a lot of stray dogs and stuff that need to be euthanized. So let's kill them all. So let's let's start. The arms of the angel. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Commercial breaks. (laughs) We'll be back after these messages. Cue the sad-looking puppy. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, and then he... Again, he's a dentist, so he's a little twisted to start with, right there. You know, he, he enjoys inflicting pain. I guess this is early. This is early dentistry. So <laughs> all, all my all yeah, my this is why the, the going to the dentist. All my dental friends exactly. are probably why why. <laughs> Imagine if you were an eighteen hundreds dentist and you're just like, oh yeah, uh, cocaine. That's the answer to that one. <laughs> cocaine. Cocaine. So now that's a great point too, Carrie. Nobody likes going to the dentist because there's always something fishy about it. But now the inventor of the electric chair is also a dentist. What's the kind of chair that he's modeling it off of, Dan? Yeah, so he's uh, he's thinking, well, you know, we're, we're, he's doing some experimentation, if you will, on dogs, all right? So he figures Sick out, well, fuck. electricity can kill a dog, so let's just ramp it up a little bit and see if we can't figure out to more humanely, more humanely Use kill people. Use the electric currents that kill rather, dogs. Rather than hang a person and have them, you know, twist and dangle on an end of a rope, Let's see if we can electrocute people, uh, because it, you know he was um, supposedly um, not into capital punishment, and this would be a more humanely way of killing somebody. So he starts to tinker around and try to come up with a way of killing people, and he's already got a dental chair. You know his dental chair at the time looks very similar 
to the actual design that they came up with for the for the electric chair. For those who can't see it, like it, just the utter shock on on <laughs> her face right now. No, the wheels are turning. I had a comment on you're, that one. You're just like, oh no. So he's trying to find a legal way to murder people. That's all I hear. Well, no, no. This is to be a state sponsored. This would be state sponsored he, execution. A, he's a, a psychopath that wants to kill people. Let me find <laughs> a legal way. Just happens to be a dentist. Right. Let, let me sell it to the public as a good thing. Like oh, I'm taking the the kill off the street but yeah. killing people uh, there was a, a political cartoon of the time that was going against capital punishment that uh, it showed a guy flipping the switch on the electric chair and it says this ought to teach you that murder is wrong so I thought that <laughs> right. was an interesting move on that but now uh, I, I, I don't want to fast forward too far but I do want to talk about uh, the other part we brought up Edison here because Edison's thought of this really great uh, regal guy of, uh, a man to be admired but now He's going to use uh, alternating current, which is Tesla's thing. The thing he's competing against is what they're going to use to power the chair in a smear campaign. That when the first state-sanctioned execution using an electric chair goes down, you can now associate it with your competitor's product. Okay, this is sandbagging of another level. I mean, it's it's impressive stuff with yeah. that. Now, if I remember right, Southwick goes to Edison for funding on this, right? Uh, Southwick, they form a New York State committee or a commission. Uh, to try to figure out how can we actually put this whole technology to work and, and execute people with electricity rather than uh, some other, you know, more inhumane method like beheading or hanging or whatever. And he calls in Edison as like a consultant. So he's the, Edison is now the technological consultant, and it's this is like, for Edison, this is like, holy shit, this is perfect. Now I can... Uh, have them use alternating current, Tesla's version, uh, to kill people and even you know make a whole propaganda thing. It's, it becomes the war of the currents. All right, so you got AC current, you got DC current. It becomes known in the media as the war of the currents that you got these two different factions. And now Edison is strongly promoting, although he claims not to be into capital punishment. Uh, if we're going to have to kill somebody, we're going to make sure that we're going to kill them with alternating current electricity and not my patent holding DC current. So this commission goes on to do further experimentation and everything else. And then there's another guy that jumps in on this on this whole bandwagon, a guy by the name of uh, Harold Brown. Now, Brown is a strong... I don't know shit about this guy, too. You're catching me off guard. Oh, sorry about that. Ah, but, hit uh, me with it. What you no, got? That's um, awesome. Uh, Brown, uh, again, he is into uh, the electrical world, if you will, the, the new founding electrical world. And uh, after several deaths are caused by alternating current, again, in the overhead uh, lighting, in the street lighting of New York City, he comes into prominence uh, in uh, the late 1880s. Um, claiming uh, he starts to have all kinds of uh, uh, press meetings and everything, uh, public meetings, that AC is more deadly than direct current, uh, and that these lighting companies that are putting in these arc lamps are using alternate current because it's cheaper. So now he's he's pumping this whole thing up that uh, you know it's a public safety issue that we better make sure that we're putting anything else in there with direct current. He just happens to be a salesman for direct current <laughs> uh, manufacturers. But uh, And it says he's from Wisconsin on that thing too, right? Yeah, so the, could you imagine the the little cute accent on him? He's, he's going to sound like, uh, what's his name, from Fargo? Right. The, uh, uh, 
guy suit and they're selling all the cars and everything. So he's a salesman that's coming under the guise of, oh, it's a safety concern. So he can push. It's almost like the Chulies gum guy in Clerks. Right. Okay? Right. That is the perfect analogy here at a shared universe. So now he's not another proponent of direct current. But if we're going to kill somebody, let's make sure that we're using alternating current. And let's make sure that we're using Westinghouse generators because those are the alternating current generators of the time. Um, he comes into this commission. Edison gives him um, carte blanche for the use of his uh, Menlo Park, his West Orange uh, laboratories, to form any kind of experimentation. So now we've got Brown in our own West Orange, New Jersey, in Edison's laboratories performing additional experimentation. And there's even um, stories about uh, some of the local kids, some of the local boys rounding up stray dogs at 25 cents a dog so that um, Brown can then, you know, do experiments to if, off the dog. If this sounds New cruel. comic book idea, Franken-Dog. <laughs> Franken-Dog. <laughs> okay, what'd you have? Would they then sell this to KFC to make their chicken? <laughs> nah, Easy they, they really go to the... No, wait, I'm not going to say that. I'm it's gonna, right. I'm we'll gonna... say more fucked up shit. Now, I, for people at home who... Uh, I, now, I'm a dog owner. I love my dog, so I, I we tend to get very sad when you're... But what I like to do is I like to pretend that all the dogs that were put down were Pomeranians. <laughs> or chihuahuas. <laughs> little little yippy dogs that nip at your ankles while you're trying to move stuff around in somebody's house. The little dogs that never shut up and bark in the background while you're on the phone with so somebody. So we're thinking more Taco Bell spokes dogs and, and, less, yeah, like the little, and less old yellow. Right. Those, uh, those cotton, balls, uh, <laughs> right. cotton balls with collars on. If, the dog, like if the dog is not bigger than a cat, it's out. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Under 30 pounds, it's a cat. That's how I look <laughs> at dogs. But... All right, so this is messed up now, but yeah, it's very, very we messed got up. Into, we're, we got into a pretty dark territory. <laughs> we're back. Well, I to want the to dive chair. into uh, LP. Do you have anything else before we jump on to Mr. Kemmler and his involvement in all this? Oh, uh, Mr. Kemmler, yeah, well, he was uh, the first to go, so to speak. So, also, I just want to point out you explaining all of that is just furthering my reasoning as to why ACDC is the greatest band name ever. <laughs> really? Like, you talk about controversy. Like, all of this bullcrap associated with it, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty. This is pretty metal. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the most American thing too to take. Uh, uh, you know, because obviously ACDC is not an American band, but I do think that there's such a cool thing where we're going to name stuff that's going on in our history. Uh, that a band will then take that name. Like Led Zeppelin is about the Hindenburg going down. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of cool. Sh- it's the most American thing we do. We just sit there, own a tragedy, take a put a spin on something. It's like the American way, if you ask me. So I should just start a rock band called the Sparkies. Uh, you will. Uh, where we go with this? Because every episode, I feel like we've had a nice sharp left turn that we have to explain and unpack something. You're going to love this one, Kahuna. So they bring in Mr. Kemmler. Okay, William Kemmler is going to be the first person to ever be executed using the electric chair. Okay, and uh, they're going to be using the AC current, right? And this is a whole big thing. Edison is loosely behind this, but later kind of wipes his hands of it. He wants nothing to do. His own biographers admired Edison so much they left this part out of the story. So on August 6, 1890, okay, uh, the first condemned man was executed by the chair. And uh, in order to ensure that the chair was working, they used it to kill a horse, okay? So these are vicious times, you know what I mean? But uh, they go ahead. Well, you want to get it right. Exactly. (laughs) Be like, this is what's going to happen to you. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. Uh, So William Kemmler is the guy's name. Uh, He was convicted of murdering his wife in a drunken rage, right? 
I mean, with, with a hatchet, I think, right? I believe so. It was with a hatchet. Yeah. So uh, they had to shave his head for the chair, right? Uh, and then the guy said his prayers and told his execution. It was very calmly. He was extremely composed. Uh, and his exact quote as he was being put into the chair, good luck to you, gentlemen. I believe I'm going to a good place and I am ready to go. And then while being strapped in, there's newspaper people around here. Everybody, this is a modern marvel at the time. Imagine if, like, when Steve Jobs used to throw those big press conferences for himself when he would unveil a new iPhone. It's that, but in an electric chair. Okay? Right. And so I said, this modern marvel, the electric chair, this guy, Kemmler, is about to – he knows he's dying. He knows he's dying, right? But he's sitting there, and he's so uh, – because there was a thing, too, with uh, hangings where uh, you had to have dignity on your way down to the gallows, that that's how people would think well of you, that you could almost be not forgiven for your crimes, but like, okay, well, he, he faced death bravely. So that was a way of doing it with honor. Okay, so this guy's trying to have that same thing here, but he's got no fucking clue what's in store for him, man. All right, as he sits down in the chair, they're strapping him in, and he even says to uh, one of the guys, he "Goes, take it easy, do it properly. I'm in no hurry." <laughs> All right, so this guy's were got those his could, last words. Those were his last words. Take to, your uh, time, do it right. Oh, exactly. So <laughs> now here we go, because. Uh, this is a great invention, but inventions take time. There's trial and error, right? So get a load of this one. <laughs> no. The botched introduction of the electric chair, okay, using AC current, sponsored loosely by Thomas Alva Edison, one of the most respected uh, men in the country. Now, he wasn't, wasn't sponsored. It was just that he – Edison was called in as a consultant. Right. So he's involved, he I had, should say. Then he had this guy, Brown – doing a lot of the experimentations beforehand. So it's he was like the producer, kind of. So it's like Thomas Edison right. presents and then, the electric chair. And then Brown wanted to make sure that the electric chair was going to be powered by alternating current with a Westinghouse uh, generator, if you will. Westinghouse would have no part of that and absolutely refused to sell to the state of New York the, the Westinghouse generators. But Brown... Uh, somehow or other skated around the back door and was able to come up with the Westinghouse generator. So now we've got everything all, everything is in play or in, in position for uh, the final execution using a Westinghouse AC uh, generator. And uh, Alfred P. Southwick, the dentist, Alfred P. Southwick, DDS, um, he is involved with the execution. He is on hand for it, okay? So... They got this Kemmler guy in there. They go ahead, and this is going to be the first modern marvel. They hit Kemmler with 1,000 volts for 17 seconds, which is significantly more than what they were using on the animals. They figured 1,000 volts was going to be perfect. He is now declared dead. Okay, They hit him for 17 seconds. Ready? Like we've, We can fill 17 seconds right now. I can say a sentence that will take 17 seconds. Now imagine the duration of that sentence. You're just being shocked with 1,000 volts. Right? This is bizarre. Okay? They put the hood over his head, everything like that. Uh, they declare him dead, the doctor in the room. If you want to talk about phoning it in, man. The doctor, your only job is to declare the prisoner dead, walks up to him, declares him dead, and then the newspaper people are like, he's still breathing. So this guy is knocked unconscious, right? And they're sitting there. Uh, he now has, uh, like I said, 1,000 volts have been sent through him for 17 seconds. They think he's dead, right? He's not dead. His chest is still moving. The newspaper guys are like, holy shit. Everybody's writing everything down. They're all going crazy. And someone screams out loud, hit him again with 2,000 volts. No delay. No delay. And they, boom, they up the amperage, or the volts rather, I should say, and they fry this Current. guy. Okay. They're absolutely frying him. The newspapers are covering this with absolute joy because they now have one of the stories of the century. <laughs> it's a, a botched execution using this modern marvel of electricity, and there's a lot of big-name players involved. So here's where it gets even crazier. His entire execution now took over eight minutes. Okay. 
Uh, I'm wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt right now. Stairway to Heaven is eight minutes and two seconds. Imagine being electrocuted to death for one entire Stairway to Heaven. Okay? I mean, how long are your breaks at work, Carrie? 15 minutes? 15 minutes. Imagine for half your break, you're just getting 2,000 volts sent through your body the entire time. I mean, would it wake me up to go back to work? I mean... Uh, well, it, here's what happened to old oh, poor Mr. Kemmler. I'm fully charged now. So old poor Mr. Kemmler. Yeah, it's like the I don't iPhone. need a Red Bull. <laughs> I'm good to go. Uh, take you right out of low, ba- low battery power mode. That's perfect. Um, so now for eight minutes, they're cooking this guy, and the newspapers are covering it with joy because they're, they're seeing a bloodied body. There's blood coming out of the guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, the smell. He has – exactly. Yeah. He has singed skin. So you've essentially just barbecued this guy yeah. southern style. You roasted him. Okay. From the inside out, the newspapers reported on the unbearable stench that was in the room. Okay, an absolutely awful smell. So yeah, Witnesses are puking, and it's a bad scene. So now here's where it gets even crazier. Westinghouse, whose uh, AC current um, was, you know, he, he's heavily involved with AC current, rather, that him and Tesla's move. When he's told about how this all goes down, he goes, man, they might as well have done this with an axe. I mean, this is barbaric shit. And so that's the one end of the coin where Westinghouse is like, this is awful. I can't believe we this went through. Uh, now what's going to happen, though, is that old boy Alfred P. Southwick, who is now in the room. Imagine that. We're in this room right now at a shared universe. Imagine we absolutely fry kahuna, okay? <laughs> we fry kahuna to death, okay? And then I'm sitting there saying, oh, my God, this is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen in my life. And then my sister goes, man, aren't these the times to be in, guys? <laughs> Alfred P. Southwick gets up there. There's literally a man being fried to death in front of him, and the smell of burning human flesh is emanating through the room. And he goes, well, man – this is 10 years of hard work for me. We live in a higher civilization as of this day. As like, a man is cooked. Yeah, and, and gives, right, himself, right, gives right. himself the old pat on the back oh, wait, and says, I'm dead. job well quiet. done. Uh, no, you ain't dead, Kahuna. You're the heart and soul of this show. If but, they had it, they would have had the smoke alarm going off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now, there's uh, that's fantastic. Um <laughs> Now, there's a lot of stuff because now you've got the botched introduction for this, okay? But there is important stuff because there's something – it gets really cool. They, there's actually famous chairs throughout history. But before we jump into that, was there anything else you needed to unpack so that the audience can kind of understand what the, we're getting into here, LP? Well, you know, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, the whole electrocution kind of a thing. I mean, again, we're in the pioneer days here that we really don't know what's the, the best way of electrocuting people. And you, you mentioned about they shaved his head and they put this skull cap on him. But – you know, in order that, in order to suffer electrocution, or the word electrocution was actually coined back in back at this time. That the newspapers are trying to figure out well, how are we going to kill this guy with electricity, and we're going to execute him. So they kind of blended the two words together, electricity and execution, to electrocution. Um, but uh, you know, how are you going to actually do that? Um, Again, they're they're trying to figure this this stuff out, and where do you where do you strap them in? Where do you put the electrodes? You put it on his head. You put it on his ankle. Uh, you know, the modern day defibrillator is going to kind of reverse the heart. When you when you suffer an electric shock, you can or yeah, 
when you suck, when, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm rambling here. I'm apologies, so apologies. But when you suffer an electric shock, it could be just like ouch, shit, and you're pulling your hand back, right? If any, everybody, anybody who's ever walked across a wool carpet with like leather slippers on, and then touch <laughs> the metal doorknob, and you get that static electric shock, that that freaking hurts. But the current stops right there. There's no further current, right? So there's no further pain. It's just that initial. Sometimes when you get um, an electric shock, the current keeps flowing, and now depending on the severity of the of the current flow, your muscles are going to contract. That people have gotten electrocuted and grabbed a let's say a live wire, and their muscles contract and they can't let go. You were talking about yeah, having to knock your buddies off the ladder because they're frying knocking somebody off the ladder because they're they just can't let go um and then you know to the extreme if that current continues to flow through the body and starts to hit vital organs like the brain or the heart then it's it's checkout time that's the end of the the end of the line if your heart suffers an electric shock it could go into um cardiac arrest fibrillation in other words instead of pumping in in pulse the heart now is like quivering kind of a thing and it's not pumping the blood so eventually you're going to die from the the lack of blood flowing so what you're saying is this works <laughs> oh it absolutely works um you know and we live in some interesting times <laughs> the the pain factor i mean again going back to acdc you could take a because uh, there's so many different factors in here i mean i could start bringing in Ohm's law and all this, you know, electrical engineering kind of stuff, but it's the current and it's also the resistance that the reason why they're shaving his head is so that they've got a really good contact because if the guy had a lot of hair, not like me, but you know, but the guy, if the <laughs> guy had a lot of hair, all set to go then. <laughs> yeah, no need, <laughs> no need to shave. I'm good. I would say quicker. Yeah, Crystal and Cahoon are the only people in this room that aren't prepared for the electric chair right now. <laughs> That's kind of goofy. Um, but it's also resistance, like your dry skin is a real good resistor. The, the current is not going to flow through that. So would right? they butter you up first? So you butter you up, you lather you up, right? Uh, put the, the, uh, the, um, the conductor, the gel or whatever on you so that the electricity has an easier path to flow through. Um, you take that same 9-volt battery, everybody's probably done this, where you touch both the positive and the negative terminal on a 9-volt battery, doesn't hurt. Take that same 9-volt battery and lick it mm-hmm. where your tongue has got moisture and it's a real good conductor. There you go. Or, you know, remember that that dumb idiot middle school kid that decided that he was going to take a 9-volt battery and touch it to his braces. That'll give you a little different reaction. I'm pretty sure I've <laughs> Matt Giordano. never heard of someone who would try that. Oh, that yeah. sounds ludicrous. No, well, then they like, can go back to the dentist. Also true. Uh, so it, it it's is, just it, a big oh, circle. Yeah. There is a circle there. That's right. Now, now That's right. I, my father did experience some weird stuff, too, because uh, people don't know this, but Larry, uh, Larry Burke is actually a retired shop teacher. Okay, so he had some shitheads of shitheads <laughs> coming through the doors on that oh, one. Okay. Um, now, wait a minute. I think you're, you're categorizing people now. Just because they take shop doesn't mean that they're a shithead. I took shop every year of high school. <laughs> okay, uh, let me ask you this. How many shitheads did you deal with? Oh, you had your, you had your garden variety, uh, you know. Yeah. You know, in, in any any population, you're always going to use your the percentage. wood lathe. I'm going to make a pipe, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. I want to hop into this one real quick here, if we can. Uh, there are some famous chairs out there. This is 
because we've given you the science now. We've given you the background of how the electric chair got brought into uh, uh, culture, right? So it's this botched execution. We now have how it works, right? We understand how the thing works. And now we're going to get to the fun part because there are famous chairs out there. And these chairs have history, man, okay? They're all similar designs and operations. And the chairs, some of them would travel around to different prisons to be, you know, to execute somebody on death row or whatever. Well, but, they went uh, on tours. There were, there were little mini tours. Chair. Save a couple of bucks. You know. Traveling chair. We don't need to buy it. We can rent it. Well, wait till you guys hear the name of some of these. I know Kahuna knew one of them off the top of the bat, but uh, I don't think anybody's prepared for this one. Um, gruesome Gertie. Right. Oh, my God. Gruesome Gertie was the name of the electric chair down in Louisiana. It is absolutely a famous electric chair. There were country songs written about it. Uh, people would – the mothers would tell their kids, you better behave or I'm sending you to so-and-so and you're going to meet Gruesome Gertie. Hey, Gruesome Gertie, that's a different kind of a lap dance than uh, you're getting from Gertie. Huh? Give it up for Gruesome Gertie. <laughs> Taking the center stage now. Following She's the smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, not for nothing, uh, I know that uh, Kahuna is an active filmmaker and I am mm-hmm. a stand-up comedian who has done some acting work. Uh, this chair has more and better film credits than you and I combined. This chair, Gruesome Gertie, appeared in the movie Monster's Ball with Billy Bob Thornton and uh, yeah, a pretty b- and Halle Berry too. Okay, so. Yeah, this the actual chair is in the movie. The movie's roughly about uh, the death penalty and stuff like that in criminals uh, down in Louisiana. But uh, some other famous stuff about Miss Gruesome Gertie is that on May 9th, 1947, Mr. Willie Francis, who was an 18-year-old who was convicted of murder, was set to be executed. Okay? Now, they hit the switch on him. This is 1947. This is post-World War II. All right? That means Grandpa, you know, Grandpa Boyajan could have been one of the people in the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> but... So they hit the switch on him, and uh, this is in 1947, and Mr. Willie Francis is in the chair. After they hit the switch, they can hear him screaming from underneath his hood. Take it off me, take it off me, let me breathe, okay? And it turns out that the chair was set up improperly by drunken prison guards down in Louisiana, okay? So you show up drunk for work, right? And first of all, let's be honest, too. Louisiana, I believe, open container state, (laughs) Okay, so you can go down to the. That's my favorite thing about when I lived down in Florida. It was like, oh, if you want beer, the liquor stores close at six in New Jersey on Sundays. Oh yeah, I can buy beer anytime I want. I can go to the gas station and get it. Literally, a place you have to drive to, you can go buy beer at any time. So that's the great thing with that one. Uh, Unfortunately, though, the chair, like I said, was set up wrong by the drunken prison guards, and so it was a botched execution. A lawyer jumped on this one and tried to make a court case arguing that even though Willie didn't die in the chair, he had, in fact, been executed. Okay? They tried using double jeopardy. Be like, oh, yeah, you guys already tried that one. You you don't get to do it again. You can't kill him twice or try to kill him twice. Well, it did buy another year on Mr. Uh, Willie's life here because he was put to death in the same chair one year later on May 9th, 1947. Okay? So he got uh, an uh, an entire year added on to his life, rather. I I know he's fucked up the date on that one. Um, Wait a minute. They tried to – he was 17 when they tried to execute him? Well, he was uh, 18, I believe. The hell did he do? Uh, well, there's some other weird stories on that one. Most of these people are going to be convicted for murder on this one. Uh, but that was old gruesome Gertie. Now, another one. What was the name of the chair that you knew earlier, Kahuna? Old Sparky. Old Sparky. Another electric chair with better movie credits than you and me. <laughs> the Old Sparky was featured in the movie and the novel The Green Mile. Okay. Everybody knows that one with Tom Hanks and uh, Stephen King, all that crazy shit. Uh, this one also had songs written about it. It was featured in several novels, like I said. One of their marquee moments was March 10th, 1922, Mr. James Wells was set to be uh, you know, executed. 
and they kept screwing up. Nothing was going on. He had to be shocked 12 times before he died. Okay. That's rough. It is rough. Lean to the mic, Kerry. Um, get it right, boys. Get it right. Well, that's the thing I was thinking about is that uh, if it's 12 times, if you're the executioner, first of all, you're like, oh, this is embarrassing. Um, all right, but this guy's not going to be here. Let's just get this done right. So that's the second and third time, and you're sitting there like you're fumbling. You know what I mean? You ever have something where someone's looking over your shoulder while you're working on something, all of a sudden your butterfingers, you're dropping shit? So the way I like to picture it is that he's sitting there, and uh, the third and fourth time or whatever, you're just kind of, you know, you're very embarrassed. But now around the eighth or ninth time, you're probably hearing the guy underneath his hood in the electric chair. Oof. My tax dollars at work, huh, guys? Let's get it together here if we can. But hey, You guys trying to stretch this for overtime? That's <laughs> oh, yeah. We big government. Way to go, guys. And then uh, don't we have our own? We had we have Jersey has a chair. Oh, name. Kahuna! Are you looking at my show notes before I get to him? N- no, <laughs> Wikipedia might be pulled up next to me. But <laughs> wait till oh, we're going to cover that bad boy, my friend. By the way, if you can't ever donate to Wikipedia, I do ask that you do because uh, I've gotten so much awesome information off of them. They're always doing these fundraisers and they try to remain independent. So that's a weird plug mid electrocution topics for Wikipedia. <laughs> but nonetheless, I believe they are doing a fundraiser right now. So, uh, yeah, so they went ahead and uh, this is old Sparky again still. Uh, a guy named F.G. Bullen was executed using old Sparky, and the guards took him post-electrocution, put him into the coffin, and they noticed that the guy's breathing in his own coffin, right? Oops. Yeah. You ever, uh, you ever fuck up at work, Kerry? <laughs> we know. <laughs> that one's tried to, that's hard to hide from the bosses, though, you know? So the guy's still breathing. Was, so they took him back to the chair. They, they, they literally took, took him out of his coffin, his final resting place. They took him out of his coffin and whacked him another five times with the chair in order to make sure that he was absolutely dead. Okay? So overkill. <laughs> it was overkill. Uh, well said. Well said. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, wow. Now, you were waiting for that. When, you were waiting <laughs> yes. for that moment. I told you, Carrie's the meanest person I know, so she's loving this. She's sitting there figuring out, like, man, if I could just figure out how – I actually have the perfect job for you later, Carrie. Um, we're going to talk about uh, uh, how they started to fix these botched uh, executions in a second or two. But uh, around this time, Georgia actually tried to bring back the guillotine. Okay. <laughs> Georgia wanted to bring back the guillotine because the botched executions in the electric chair were very Give me that unfortunate. Old time religion. <laughs> Give me that old. Well, the, the guillotine uh, in the French Revolution was used for public executions during the Reign of Terror and uh, the post uh, French Revolution, and it was known as the National Razor. That that's what they say. Oh, uh, he's reporting to the National Razor. So that was their name for their guillotine that they beheaded. I mean, tons of people with. French Revolution is another wacky thing there, too. So let's go ahead and celebrate Bastille Day and when we overthrew the monarchy and killed a bunch of kids. Uh, anyway, oh, you hear what I'm saying, France? Not a fan of you. Um, but Georgia wanted to bring back the guillotine for a couple reasons. One of them was that there was very hard to have botched guillotine executions. And the other one was that they wanted to be able to harvest the organs for uh, transplants. Hey, so, recycle and save. I mean. Well, because when you <laughs> well, when you zap in somebody, Damn. the the method of cooking. Damn. <laughs> okay. Right? Are <laughs> Why are you throwing away that perfectly good heart and liver and? Well, because when you electrocute like. and you get in the chair, yeah. you're cooking them from the inside out. Yeah. So the only thing you could be reused for is Pepe's barbecue. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, anyway, so there was some weird stuff going on with all that. But uh, there was another very contentious one. Because around this time, uh, there's a guy named Alan Lee Davis who was put to death. If you choose to Google Alan Lee Davis electric chair, the photos do pop up. He was wearing a white shirt that turned red during his electrocution, which caused an absolute uproar amongst the witnesses. 
Okay. The photos are pretty disturbing on this one. The guy, before they shave his head, he looks like uh, Marlon Brando in Last Tango in Paris, right? <laughs> and then once they shave his head, then he looks like uh, either uh, when Marlon Brando played uh, Superman's father. Or he, if you're a comedy fan like I am, he looks like Robert Kelly, who's one of the best comics of all time. But uh, the photos are disturbing. I could tell Kahuna, you just looked at it, didn't you? Why did I do that? Yeah, I warned you, buddy. <laughs> I warned you. It was the curiosity. Oh man, I didn't think it, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Honestly, stay like, your mind I, dry out, dude. Like to be horrible, I've seen worse. But, like, I, that, I just wasn't ready for that. that. Oh, my God. Well, there's a series of photos, and they are a little bit fucked up, right? But uh, when you're looking at now, the photos of the bloody and dead Davis were started being used to protest the electric chair and legal cases because a lot of people, the uh, people who wanted to abolish the death penalty, this was like a rallying cry from them. They later found out that the, the blood that was coming down this guy's head, because his, his white shirt did turn red. You know what I mean? I know Kerry's going to Google this later. It but, did. Um, Possibly. Uh, <laughs> Well, it was. They say it was from a nosebleed that they he got a nosebleed that started bleeding out. We don't know what the current would do to that once he was because they were putting the hood on, and I guess he had a nosebleed, and the blood was coming out from underneath the hood, and I guess maybe the the current did something to it. But now the guy's white shirt that he's wearing, this perfectly white shirt, is now turning a bloody red. Is it like the whole shirt was soaked in red, or is it just? Uh, he looks like. like um, I'll put it this way: it looks like an entire plate of marinara sauce was spilled on his brand new white shirt at a restaurant. I mean, that sounds like a little bit more than a nosebleed to me. All right, so when you're going to be sent to the electric chair, you want to go with a red shirt and brown and brown <laughs> right. pants. Right? Did they go. make it mandatory from this <laughs> yeah. point on to like have black shirt? They, they really should have. But these photos were a huge deal, man. It was a uh, uh, they, they were demonizing the chair. Uh, now that is old Sparky. Okay, when do you think, Carrie Burke, was the last time that old Sparky was used to execute someone? I don't know. I'm going to go in the '60s. Old Sparky was last used January 16th of 2013. What? Yep. So 2013 by Robert Gleason. Okay, because uh, what you're still allowed to do if you refuse lethal injection, you can still request the electric chair. And if you want to talk about a hipster, he went. <laughs> Wait, isn't that the actor who played uh, what's his face in Game of Thrones? Gleason. Jackie Gleason is who you're thinking of. No, <laughs> Jackie Gleason, and away we go. <laughs> That's uh, some bitch. He has the same name, but Robert Gleason was a bizarre guy. He was a convicted murderer, and uh, he chose. He he did not want the lethal injection. He wanted the electric chair. So they hit him with that. That was down in the Commonwealth of Virginia in 2013. You can Google that guy. His last words, by the way, were Irish. His final words were Pug Mahone, <laughs> which is Gaelic for kiss my ass. But, all right, so that's old Sparky. We've covered Gruesome Gertie. We've got to get in now. This is a Jersey podcast at its heart, okay? Old Smokey is the name of New Jersey's electric chair. Yeah. Okay? A little state pride here. Come on. Absolutely. So it's New- <laughs> So it's New Jersey's own famous chair. Okay, this chair killed over 159 people. Yeah. All right, mostly for parking violations. That's it? <laughs> Just 159? 159 people right here in the good state of New Jersey. But, couldn't uh, round it up to 160? Like, <laughs> couldn't frame this one person? That chair was one execution away from his retirement. 
But uh, any weird thing uh, going on with that one. This chair is still on display, by the way, the Jersey State Police Museum. You can go see uh, Old Smokey. It's can still around. Can we still use it? Uh, I, can you well, sit in it for a selfie? or? Uh... I bet you could sit in it for a selfie. <laughs> don't use a flash on the photo, though. Well, it's, like the, it's like the game don't of tell. throne throne, you know? The Wait a minute. Throne. My question, though, is with Robert Gleason, like, up until that point, how long had it been since that chair had been used? Like, what chair did they use? Like... Well, old Sparky was the one down there because uh, th- that chair is still in. You can still use it, obviously. If it's 2013, it, it's still uh, so it's still like it could be used again. Well, when the death penalty was reinstated, that was a part of the thing because now there's lethal injection. There's a whole other weird couple of cases because there's other episodes I want to talk about. Um, some of the stuff like this that, that gets pretty interesting right. real fast that we don't have time for today. Choose uh, your poison. Right, which I thought, now if you want to go, I mean this is fascinating here, is that Old Smokey, uh, the reason why that's one of the most famous chairs is because this chair was used to kill Richard Hopman, who was known at the time as the most hated man in the world. Okay, He was the murderer uh, of the Lindbergh baby during the Lindbergh baby kidnapping, which was considered the crime of the century at the time. So New Jersey... We got to whack that guy. He was an old smoker, yeah. mo- a child-murdering son of a bitch. Okay. Yeah, okay. 157 deaths, but we got the league leader with yeah. with that guy. Hey, that's how I feel. <laughs> it, it is tough. I'm looking at it now. I do wish that they had rounded it up for a number. This electric chair was just, you know, it was one or two executions it's away. It's bugging from, me. Yeah, <laughs> one or two executions away from getting its pension. Poor bastard. Um, but knowing New Jersey, though, we do have a lot of state pride over here. You know what I mean? We like New Jersey. We, you know, the rest of the world doesn't, but whatever. Where's Old Sparky? Well, I feel like Old Smokey, uh, well, because Old Smokey oh, is, uh, Smokey. is our chair. Yeah, get it right, Kahuna. God so- damn it. I'm sorry, okay? Like I said, it's on This is a traumatizing episode, all right? It is. Uh, a PTSD counseling would be important for this one. Uh, but knowing New Jersey, we're kind of sick people. We got a funny thing going, right? Knowing New Jersey, we're probably going to name a sandwich after the electric chair. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Where do you think you would get that, Dad? Uh, Jersey Mike's, I think, has got a smoked brisket that would probably Yeah, the old yeah. smoky brisket <laughs> sandwich over at Jersey that? Mike's. That sounds like a great idea, right? Oh, wow. Is it bad on what Jersey Mike's now? Not that sandwich in particular. <laughs> Maybe that sandwich in particular. I, I, we're missing an opportunity here. No such sandwich exists at this time, but I think this podcast is going to change all that. <laughs> so... Now, um, another colorful state in the Union, one of my favorite places to go, actually. Uh, I've performed comedy down in Mobile, Alabama a couple of times. I really think Alabama gets a bad rep because Alabama uh, – Mobile, Alabama, by the way, is kind of like New Orleans light, okay? Uh, but their electric chair, because they are a colorful people down there, okay? Their electric chair, Yellow Mama. <laughs> oh, Mama. Yeah. It is known as the Yellow Mama. It is one of the most feared chairs Half because it's a famous electric chair that you, you know people are getting put to death and receiving a lot of news coverage, but also because it doesn't work right all the time. <laughs> There's like a 50-50 chance you'll get executed or not? Yeah, and now remember, it's Alabama, so in Birmingham, they love the governor. Um, <laughs> but uh, this one was last used. Let me give you another guess on this one, Carrie. When's the last time you think Yellow Mama was used to execute somebody? Mm-hmm. Now we're in Alabama. Right, so yesterday? not too far off Uh, if you had to pick an over under on that one you would have been in the right because it was last used in 2002 to execute Linda Lyon Block who was a convicted murderer okay so this one is still Yellow Mama is still available to this day should a death row inmate in Alabama choose electrocution over lethal injection 
This one can still – it is literally in uh, storage right now to be brought out when determined. It is essentially a Christmas decoration now. Do they just bring it out, <laughs> dust it off? <laughs> That's right. There you go. Tack the halls with thousands of holly. Put a little pledge on the wood. <laughs> spruce it up Make a little sure it's bit. Make sure nice and shiny. Now, the reason the this lemon, one – The lemon. The lemon pledge. The re- <laughs> lemon pledge. Jesus. <laughs> it's another sponsor lost on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, on April 22, 1983, a guy named John Lewis Evans III was given an initial shock for 30 seconds. Okay, so During that initial shock for 30 seconds, his body tensed up and broke off one of the electrodes. And then smoke and flames began shooting out of his hood. They put a hood over your head. Yeah, now imagine – yeah, oh, I getting, thought you were about to say his ass. No. <laughs> uh, but now – so the hood over his head is now full of smoke and f- like flames and the doctors storm in and they realize the guy's still alive the bag over your head is on fire and you're being electrocuted improperly and uh his lawyers in the room screaming guys please don't 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 the doctors hit him again immediately okay they shocked the shit out of him he he was dead but his body was black and charred okay so he looked like campfire ashes at the end of this thing Kentucky Fried Extra Crispy. Exactly. Yeah, this that's, is what we <laughs> used to make the biggest s'more in the world. <laughs> well, his execution took an entire 14 minutes. So remember earlier when I told you that uh, one of the guys was executed for the length of Stairway to Heaven? Mm. We're now into uh, Pink Floyd Echoes kind of a time frame here. That's full 14 minutes. I mean, the two-minute drill in a football game can take 15 minutes, and that can be agonizing. Now imagine your head's on fire. <laughs> but... Uh, the other one that was uh, baffling was Horace Duncans, who had an IQ of 69, which is controversial because they debate whether or not um, he would actually be a candidate for capital punishment. Uh, he was a convicted murderer, but the voltage they were hitting him with in Yellow Mama was too low. There had been a reversal of the jacks when they were doing work around. So, so it's like we had to move from Studio B to Studio A today. So when you're moving the electric chair around, you get different voltages. So the voltage is too low. This dude's execution took 18 minutes. 18 minutes. Okay. I mean, this podcast has been on for uh, 59 minutes at this point right now. But for 18 of the minutes of this podcast, this dude's just getting cooked slowly in a chair. Yellow Mama is terrifying. And we were listening to a guy, I believe his name is Dale Watson, has a love song called Yellow Mama. And it's about a, a guy telling his dad and his, the woman in his life, he goes, well, I, I got to go see Yellow Mama. Yellow Mama's going to set me free. And it's literally the guy's talking about being on death row. Set his soul free anyhow. If, so. we, if you go over, it's okay, by the way. No, it's I pre- all good. I, pre- I, I'm, I, I, do I just pre- like this episode a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. This, you're going to love this part here, too. This is, in my estimation, so you have all these botched executions. Now you got to go into uh, somebody who's going to be the pro's pro for it, right? What would you say, Dad? ALCS championship and World Series championship? <laughs> Sorry, both. Both. So, this guy's going to figure it all out. They start uh, – this original job title was known as the state electrician, okay? Now, the first state electrician is on hand for the Kemmler uh, electrocution, the botched one behind AC and DC with that whole rivalry. So this is the perfect job for my sadomasochistic sister. Uh, I think you would be perfect at this. I think if you're listening out there in any states that still have capital punishment, I want you to look into hiring my sister as your state electrician. <laughs> Highly okay. qualified. Oh. I stay away from the electric department at work, though. <laughs> That's a- I'll, I'll burn the, the whole place down. The guy will still be there living, breathing. The whole place will be burned down. I could just see the joy in your face while you're flipping the switch, though. You'd have a Clark Griswold kind of a look. <laughs> I mean, like in a like right. Christmas vacation. <laughs> I'm like, right. Yeah, Carrie's bringing everybody around here. He goes, ah, oh, you guys want to come see what I do for. 
Yeah, well, I just tell the family, oh, yeah, I'm an electrician now. Uh, oddly, yeah, I'd that's be correct. Very, very cautious if uh, Kerry's got a special seat for you at the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> <laughs> the no, no, Kev, you sit here. No, you. Kev, you sit here. It's a special chair. What's up with the electric tin on my head, with the metal tin on my head? <laughs> oh, right. no, it's part it's of the decoration. Keep the aliens out. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Dad, insult to injury, Kerry makes me wear a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers electric helmet. Oh. <laughs> Football's back today. Um, but this job title is known as the state electrician, okay? And we are going to rip through this one fast because I know we uh, I know we don't have to wrap up, but we, we're getting long-winded on this one, but that's fine. Uh, the state electrician, it was uh, an official uh, appointed position, okay? And they were in charge of state-sanctioned executions. And like I said, they were on scene for Kemmler. Uh, so there was a bunch of them. The one that stood out to me the most, this guy's fascinating. His name is Robert G. Elliott, okay? He served as the state electrician from 1926 to 1939, you want to talk about the pros pro. This is the Peyton Manning of cooking motherfuckers. All right? First of all, it's funny because as all, you know, you never anticipate what you're going to do when you're growing up. But this, he was going to be a minister as a boy. His parents thought this guy's going to you know, be a member of the clergy. That's a little different. Well, he's just dispatching people, that's all. Well, <laughs> Saving uh, their soul in a different way. Well, if he was a min, now you're onto something, Kerry. Because now, if he's a minister, now he can administer the last rites while also putting Ooh, your helmet on. Double pay. Yeah. That's a double dip. That's man, horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, it's like when uh, it's like when your caterer is a DJ. Right. A little inside joke there for you, Mr. Sean Wilson. But uh, this is where it gets wacky. As a boy, he read about the electric chair and admitted in his own memoirs that he was very curious about what it would feel like to flip the switch. So you hear that? if you don't hear the Disney sound in the background, <laughs> this boy's dreams came true, guys. Wait, so what was his job interview like? What was your dreams and aspirations as a kid to flip the switch? <laughs> Have you ever seen life leave something? Like, what? I have a question. Was this one of the kids who definitely brought dogs to the to the gym. <laughs> he supplied right. the dogs. Now he's killing people. He's finally up to his ante big time. Well, there's, there's no sociopathic ideas. This guy, he is so by the book. I mean, this is an admirable man. You know what I mean? Uh, he, Wait, there's a handbook on he, how to kill people with this. Well, he is. <laughs> yeah, you, you said he had a memoir. Is it like the Boy Scout handbook? Wait, what's his name again? That's uh, this guy's <laughs> name is Come Robert prepared. G. Elliot. Okay, and his memoirs. It literally, it's Agent of Death. It's his memoirs talking about his time as a state electrician. You say handbook, Kerry. This guy wrote the book on how to properly execute people. Wait, so the general public can learn how to properly execute people? I mean, Carrie, if you've seen Lethal Weapon 1, you would already know how to execute people. Right, but now there's a 50-50 chance of electric chair actually working. Well, the way... (laughs) I'm going to learn how to potentially kill someone. Well, he actually had a lot of on-the-job training. Yeah, he the, practiced, oh, practiced, practiced. Right. Well, here's why. He was working as an electrician in the prison powerhouses. So he was a natural pick for the position because he used to stay with one of the other state electricians uh, whenever he would be visiting to work on the power plants and stuff like that. So he would stay with the guy he was doing. He was the natural choice for this. Um, question for you, Kerry. Uh, this is a side gig for this guy, okay? Uh, back then, he was being paid $150 a pop. Per execution. Must be nice. Decent pay. $150 an execution. I will do a half hour of comedy for $150. (laughs) 
This guy's going to execute somebody. In like 15 minutes. Exactly. Now, his first execution was a twofer, by the way. That's how you're – oh, really? You want to talk about a tough first day on the job? You got to bang out two – I hope he got paid for both of them. You know what I mean? That's kind of cheap. Just do it at the same out. time. Have them hold hands or something. <laughs> Daisy Chain. You ever seen Ghostbusters 2? The Scolari brothers. Yeah, the Scolari brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Take perfect. Daisy Chain. I didn't think anyone would get that reference. I'm actually quite happy. No, you, yeah, you are in the right place. Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> Um, so they go ahead. Uh, now this guy, he, like I said, he develops the perfect way to kill people. Okay, and we were talking about the difference between volts and everything else like that. So he developed his way of killing people. The perfected electrocution is to hit somebody with two thousand volts for three seconds. Okay, that knocks them unconscious. Okay, so uh, all the spasms and everything we're seeing in an electric chair—that's all involuntary. Okay, like my dad was talking about earlier, that when you grab something, you can't let go of it while you're being electrocuted. You know, so. Uh, you're knocked out cold from this one, so everything else is involuntary spasms. We don't know what level of pain they really feel, but the idea is that if they're knocked unconscious, uh, that they're not going to ex- – it, it is now finally becoming the more humane way to execute somebody. But how do they know they don't feel pain? I mean, do they stop halfway through and say, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much pain are you in? I feel oh, like the, okay. No, nobody's come back to complain, though. I mean, that's true. There's no complaint department. You think there's like a partners in research thing? (laughs) There are partners in research. Through all of this bullshit, this dude figured out a way to actually humanely do it. He is considered the expert on this one. And now, uh, what's cool here is that 2,000 volts for three seconds knocks you out cold. Then, for the rest of that minute, the remaining 57 seconds, he hits you with 500 volts. And then he moves and oscillates back and forth between different uh, voltages in order to extinguish life within your body without causing a gruesome scene outside of it. Uh, now, a 187 is a murder, correct? This guy completed 387 executions, okay? So 387 executions. Times 150. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, not, doing not bad. <laughs> no, and like I said, this is his part-time job because he was actually, he was an electrician. He had his own shop like that. Like, oh, what do you got going on this weekend? Ah, oh, I got a thing. <laughs> I got a gig. Yeah, I got a gig. I'm working. I got to go. I got to go execute some people in New York. Um, now, was this like a weekly thing almost or like, like was this over time? Or well, like, like I said, he served over from his 19, career, yeah, right? 1926 to 1939. So he had 387 executions. Now, I, I do in like 13 to. years. Yeah, if it is a side job, I do like to imagine he's sitting there and like, hey, uh, uh, giants are playing at one today. Can we push this to four? <laughs> no, I'll be on vacation that week, actually. Can we do it the week after? Yeah, I, listen, Yankees made the playoffs. Uh, I really, you know. I it, need to be at Yankees. And I wonder if he like, had it in his on. contract that if there was a stay of execution by the governor calling in at the last minute, I mean, he still got paid. He had to show up and had to hook the guy up. Yeah, I know. set up all this stuff. I would be like, listen, this is overtime. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> set up like a little bit of a pension going on. Plus mileage, you know. Because, well, he is a state expenses. employee at this point. Like, right. so, like, overtime, <laughs> other expenses, gas to get there. Can he unionize with all the other state electricians? <laughs> See, I don't know if they would want to unionize. That's an interesting question. But uh, they had different state electricians for different um, areas. Because, like we said, we had the, the different famous chairs and everything. Um, one thing that make really stood out about Robert G. Elliott is that uh, of the people – that first of all, he had a weird thing. He once uh, performed six electric uh, six electrocutions in two day. I'm sorry, in two states in one day. So six people were put to death by this guy in two different states in one day. And that is a busy Monday. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Crispy Monday. Yeah. It's like, a hard commute. When I would have too. service calls for my old plumbing job, I would sit there and start bitching if I had eight. Monday. Now imagine if each one of them was me assassinating somebody. <laughs> 
But uh, other weird thing, though, some of the people of the 387 executions that he uh, completed, one of them was Ruth Schneider, okay? Ruth Schneider was a famous uh, female murderer, okay? She murdered her husband uh, with her lover, and it was a, a whole national court case. Uh, I don't know if you want to look at this one. It's not as gruesome, but there is a photo of her. This is the first photo. Uh, a member of the press. I've learned snuck. my lesson. I'm not looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, a member of the press snuck in and took a photo of Ruth Schneider mid electrocution. So it was the first photo we'd ever seen that was leaked out to the public of uh, uh, someone being electrocuted in the chair. Everything so, else was like artist's conception kind of a thing? Yeah, or, or yeah, let's paint an idea of what it's going to be like. But All this right. is the first photo you can... And it's not a... a it's a disturbing photo, but it's not a gruesome photo. I'll put it that way. But that one's also up on Google. Now, um, other people that he did kill, Charles Hauptman, okay, the guy who killed the Lindbergh baby. We're using uh, Old Smokey, right? But he also killed uh, a legendary duo, Sacco and Vanzetti, okay? who were Italian immigrant anarchists that were wrongfully blamed for uh, a murder that took place. And it was this whole national case where the, the, it, was, it was a baffling thing. But a lot of people supported them and thought that they were getting a bad, uh, you know, a shitty judgment call. So when this guy uh, just had a job to do, he executed the both of them using the electric chair as humanely as possible. Some of the people who were sympathetic to Sacco and Vanzetti put a bomb underneath this dude's front porch and blew half his house up. Okay. He then had to have New York State had to provide him with a, uh, a guard for the remainder of uh, his time on the job. But uh, in his memoirs, Agent of Death, Mr. Elliott reveals that he too, like Thomas Edison, is against capital punishment. <laughs> but it pays well. Right. Makes sense. <laughs> it's a living. Uh, he was just a man doing his job at a high level. He had no regrets and he was always courteous and polite to everybody. He never really had any sort of incidents. But someone in a newspaper tried to write an article about him saying that he couldn't sleep at night. He had to be sedated in order to go to sleep. That he was haunted by the specter of Ruth Schneider, which if uh, if you're alone at night in a dark room, do not Google Ruth Schneider. She's got a nightmare face. Um, but that uh, pre or post execution? That's it. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly believe anything that the chair would have done to her could have been an improvement. Not a handsome woman. Okay. Uh, but... It's kind of crazy, too, because now this guy, who is the, the agent of death, literally, that's the name of his memoir, uh, he completely goes against the article. He goes, I had no problems with anything that ever – in his memoirs, he talks about that there was this thing they tried to create because the anti uh, – the people wanted to abolish the death penalty were trying to use like, oh, even the own state electrician is haunted by this. It's terrible. They were trying to get him like an, an old torturer kind of a vibe, you know? But I did think it was ironic that his great-granddaughter now lives out in Arizona and is a life coach. <laughs> so yeah she is uh now works as a life coach and uh it's like oh well, you know you think what? she knows Comes set goals circle. for yourself set <laughs> goals for yourself you uh, don't want to see his face anytime soon so the duality of life and death very interesting on that one uh i did want to say this one real quickly do you guys have any idea how many inmates are currently on death row a bunch uh, if I, if this number one. is correct, uh, as of June of 2018, there are currently 63 inmates on death row. Okay, and if any of them are listening to this podcast, I want you to know that you don't have to have lethal injection. We can bust out Yellow Mama. <laughs> we can bust out Old Sparky. All right, Old Smoky. That's going to take you a little bit because you got to get involved with Jersey. So you got to deal with the unions, like my sister yeah, was talking about. But uh, get a little Tony Soprano action going on here or something. But we can bust out these chairs and old gruesome Gertie. She's still around too. Uh, you can choose to be electrocuted and continue the fine tradition started by Thomas Alva Edison 
and other noteworthy figures of the American – if they're – I know it's not a person, but the electric chair is an American loser. It is something that we did without knowing what it was going to turn into. They thought it was a progressive thing at the time, really ass-backwards, state-of-the-art technology, but we're still cooking people with it. It's fucked up. What do you guys think? Final thoughts? Oh, yeah. 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 It yeah. belongs there. There's all the is, he, is it bottom of the barrel with Charles, with old boy Charles Gateau? No, Gitu is uh, fascinating. There will be people that will rival Gitu on further episodes. I know that much. But LP, you got anything? No, you're, you know, capital punishment and everything else. To me personally, uh, I think it's more uh, a, a, a more severe of a punishment to give somebody life imprisonment than it would be for for to off them to, for capital punishment. Uh, that's my own personal viewpoint, but you know, I got uh, going back to what you said originally. Uh, you know, how can the state say that it's wrong to murder somebody because we're going to murder you because you murdered somebody? Also, how bad is the government at their jobs? If you've ever worked a government gig, go to the DMV and sit there and say, <laughs> "This is perfect." I hope these people are the ones who are in charge of killing me. <laughs> yeah. You know oh what I mean? God. Any final thoughts, Carrie? Thank you for being on this episode, by the way. Of course. Uh, I'm not going to look a socket anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Although you might look a battery. Right. Yes. Right. I want to see how that feels. <laughs> but we, uh, we got plenty of them at work, so, you know. They're, oh, man. This, this, I will say one thing, though. I don't think Robert is, even though we're talking about, I didn't know objects could be losers, but I like how it is, how this is a new thing. But I don't, I want to put Rob saying, I don't think he's really an American loser. He figured out, he took a horrible thing that we created, the absolute loser of things we've created, and figured out how to humanely do it. It's still fucked up. Right. But he still. At least he got it right. Yeah, exactly. So Rob, cool to you, man. (laughs) <laughs> it is cool on that one. I think this was a great episode. We unpacked a lot. I really appreciate you guys' patience here. I want to say thank you real quick to everybody at a shared universe, Ming and Zapsic taking care of us. Kahuna, thanks for being the sound engineer on this one. Always. Thank you to my sister, Carrie, for being so mean. Um, Anytime. And I also, real quick, I want to say, as always, I say to you, Dad, uh, thank you for making me love history. Thank you for doing this podcast with me. I'm very excited. I do have some cool dates coming up you guys want to check out. Uh, if you guys could also do us a favor... The podcast is going to be out on SoundCloud under American Loser Podcast. We're going to put it up on its own independent iTunes as well. But please support the Shared Universe Podcast Network. They've been nothing but excellent to us. And I do want to make sure because they got some other great shows on that network too. Uh, and they're letting us be a part of it. So that's really cool of them. Support the show any way you can. You can find me at uh, KP Burke on Facebook, at KP Burke Sucks on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, just let me know what you guys think of the show here, man. We're really having a great time with it. And keep sending your suggestions for losers. Thank you, guys.